again. Man, take him away. Yes, ma'am. Yes, it. There's some black snake trying to get the best of. Hear me cry. Lord, I mean that is some black snake trying to get the best of me. But I'm too good a woman. You just wait and see. Because, oh, I ain't coming here no more. Yeah, no more. Black snakes in my house, black snakes all around my door. There's no use to worry, baby, about the days being early in the morning, late every night. And it's no use to worry, baby, about the days being long.
Thank you very much. You're listening to WETF, the jazz station in South Bend, Indiana. My name is John Clark. This is the Jazz Focus. And today we're going to be focusing on some music by a blues singer who uh, rose to prominence in the 1920s, a woman named Victoria Spivey, who was born in 1906 in Houston, Texas. And she came up in kind of the barrel house tradition in um, Texas in the Southwest. She was not one of the vaudeville singers who uh, played a lot of vaudeville dates or even tent shows, minstrel shows, things like that. She was a little bit young for that. Um, she instead came up in, in uh, the surroundings that, that brought people like Blind Lemon Jefferson uh, and Sippy Wallace and uh, people like that to the fore. So a much more countrified, I guess you'd have to say, blues singer. She made quite a few recordings in the 1920s, including some with some very noted jazz players like Louis Armstrong, uh, Red Allen, uh, Albert Nicholas, lots of people who uh, were active in the New York and Chicago scenes while she was recording there in the late 20s. Well, when the blues uh, scene kind of fell apart due to the depression and changing tastes, she uh, began uh, making what she hoped would be a film career. It didn't go very far, but she did appear in uh, King Veter's uh, all-black film Hallelujah from 1929. She did start also doing some more stage appearances in the early 1930s and found her way to Chicago, where she began making recordings again. And these were more along the uh, style of what were called party blues or city blues. They tended to have small jazz groups uh, backing the singers, and uh, lots of them were made in Chicago, particularly in the 1930s. We just heard two tunes that were recorded for Decca in July, July 7th of 1936. And in um, some cases, these were released as Victoria Spivey and her Hallelujah Boys, and in some cases by Victoria Spivey and Dot Scott's Rhythm Dukes, and sometimes she was known by other names, uh, pseudonyms on some of these recordings, but this listed her by her real name. And uh, not entirely sure who the band is. Dot Scott it was a piano player, so presumably it was she, and I think it was her husband, Randolph Scott, on trumpet. Also a very good tenor sax player in there, and a guitar, string bass, and drum. So a nice uh, little jazz combo from Chicago. The two tunes we heard were Black Snake Swing, which built on her earlier success of the Black Snake Blues, which was the first recording she made, and then then something called I'll Never Fall in Love Again. So these recordings are kind of uh, similar to things that were done by bands like the um, Harlem Hamfats and groups with uh, Tampa Red and Bill Brunzi in the 1930s as well. So we're going to move on to uh, another uh, session, a couple of sessions actually, that she did around the same time. These were for Vocalion. Some of them were uh, unreleased, but she uh, had the backing of several very good bands. The next couple of tunes... 
were uh, recorded as Jane Lucas, that was one of her pseudonyms, but it is Victoria Spivey, and accompanied by her State Street 4. So uh, for the first tune, we're, actually the first two tunes we're going to hear, we're going to hear uh, Victoria Spivey singing and her sister, Addie Sweet Peas Spivey, playing piano. She also had a short recording career as a blues singer as well, and Victoria may have joined in on second piano. Lee Collins from New Orleans was the trumpet player. Uh, Dorothy Scott also played some piano at some point. Difficult sort of uh, bringing out who, who, who did what there. Also a bass uh, and Bud Washington on drums. And we're going to hear Dreaming of You, and that was recorded in August, August 30th of 1936 for Volcanion. And we're going to hear another tune from the same session, which was uh, they got rid of all the piano players except for the ubiquitous fellow named Black Bob, who uh, his uh, identity has been speculated any number of times. It might have been Bob Robinson or uh, could have been several different piano players who were recording back into the 1920s. But it is he uh, on this tune, which is called I Can't Last Long, features a good trumpet solo by Lee Collins. Then after that, we're going to go to a tune called The Hollywood Stop. And uh, this was done uh, also for Vocalion in October, October 15th of 1936. Victoria Spivey and her Chicago Four. Spivey with Lee Collins again on trumpet. Arnett Nelson on clarinet. He shows up in a lot of sessions from this period. J.H. Uh, Shane, who was the songwriter on piano. And John Lindsay from New Orleans on bass. Of course, he had made some of those great recordings with Jelly Roll Morton in the 1920s. So that would be The Hollywood Stop. Then we're going to finish off that uh, set with another tune from the same session called Any Kind of Man, uh, with the same band featuring a particularly nice clarinet solo by Arnett Nelson. So this is Victoria Spivey in the 1930s. We're going to hear four tunes, Dreaming of You, I Can't Last Long, Hollywood Stomp, and Any Kind of Man.
the lights in my room even refuse to shine. If my baby don't come back, I know I'll be doing fine. Because oh, I can't stand no more. Everything they do, they do so good. That's in Hollywood. 
tunes from 1936 August and October Victoria Spivey with uh, some of the um, 
stock company of uh, jazz and blues musicians recording for Vocalion in Chicago at that point. We heard from the first session, Dreaming of You and I Can't Last Long. Victoria Spivey, uh, under the name of Jane Lucas, with her State Street Four. We heard some good trumpet by Lee Collins, who, as I said, was known uh, from his New Orleans days. He was a, a younger uh, contemporary of Louis Armstrong. He uh, really followed Armstrong's style. He was pretty well known in New Orleans for a while. He came uh, north to Chicago. I believe he replaced Louis Armstrong with the King Oliver Band. He was the initial player to do that and didn't work out. Um, and I think he returned to New Orleans, but then was back in Chicago not long after that. And uh, he played quite a bit in Chicago until the end of his life, into the 1960s, I believe. And then we heard... Uh, an unknown bass player, and uh, Bud Washington on drums and some different piano players. On the second tune, I Can't Last Long, we heard Black Bob on piano, good rolling barrel house, boogie-woogie style of piano. And on Dreaming of You, we heard possibly Victoria Spivey doing some piano, but her sister Addie Sweet Peas Spivey and Dorothy Scott were both uh, definitely on there doing four-handed piano. Then we went to the second session, October, and Hollywood Stomp, which uh, featured uh, Victoria Spivey and her Chicago Four with Lee Collins again, Arnett Nelson on clarinet, J.H. Shane on piano, and John Lindsay on bass. And uh, that had a good trumpet solo. And the following tune, Any Kind of Man, uh, had a particularly nice clarinet solo by Arnett Nelson, who had a little bit of Sidney Bechet influence in there. He uh, had been recording since the 1920s and did quite a lot of sessions uh, in Chicago uh, with this African-American uh, subset of jazz and blues musicians. He was recorded quite extensively. So now we're going to go on to uh, a session that was done a little bit later. This is from March of 1937, March 12th. It was actually done in New York. And uh, Spivey, I believe at this point, was touring with the Louis Armstrong Big Band. She and her husband, uh, Billy Adams, who was a dancer, had been putting on shows in Chicago. She had been kind of managing his career. But for a short period, uh, Spivey was touring with uh, the Louis Armstrong stage show and so forth, touring around doing uh, vaudeville dates and uh, dance band dates as well. And the band that accompanied Louis at the time was the remnants of the Louis Russell band from the 1920s. Louis Russell was uh, kind of his music director, piano player at the time. So quite a few New Orleans players. And we're going to hear behind Victoria Spivey, Henry Red Allen on trumpet, Albert Nicholas on clarinet, possibly alto sax, Charlie Holmes doing the alto solos, and a tenor sax. And if it was the Armstrong band, it could have been Albert Nicholas and a different alto player, but it might have been Bingy Madison on tenor sax then as well. And then we're going to hear Louis Russell on piano and Pops Foster on bass. And the tunes we're going to hear from uh, that date are One Hour Mama, Harlem Susie Q, and Give It To Him. And actually, Got the Blues So Bad. We're going to hear all four tunes from this particular date, which was a very productive one done for Vocalion, although uh, several of the tunes were not released, including Harlem Susie Q and Give It to Him, uh, but they existed in test pressings, and so we have them today. So that'll be Victoria Spivey with uh, this little subset of the Louis Armstrong Band. And most of these musicians she had recorded with uh, in the 1920s. She had done uh, a couple of recordings with Red Allen's band, which was essentially the Louis Russell Band. And uh, she may have toured with Louis Russell at one point or appeared with him at the Saratoga Club. It's quite possible. So that's our set uh, coming up now. From New York, this is uh, Victoria Spivey with uh, uh, these fine New Orleans musicians. One Hour Mama, Harlem Susie Q, Give It to Him, and got the blues so bad. I've always heard 
that you couldn't wait no longer. Now I hope I'm understood, cause I'm a one-hour mama, so one-minute papa ain't the kind of man for me. Why, I don't want no greenhorn lover like a rookie going to war with a load of big artillery but don't know what it's for. He's got to bring me reference with a great long pedigree and must prove he's got endurance or he don't mean bad to me. I can't stand no growing rooster what just hits a lick or two. Why, action is the only booster of what my man must do. And I don't want no imitation cause my requirements ain't no joke and I get full indignation for a guy that's lost his stroke. Thank you. 
machinery must have oiling. Me keep longer after boiling. Love itself ain't free from falling. Give it to him. Girls and friends way up for may not be so bad. Why give them credit for the bunch of fun they must have had? Men have tossed this gal a lot. They want all the love you got. And they'd rather have it hot, so give it to them.
Was some Victoria Spivey from the 1930s. The first four tunes done actually in New York while she was on tour with the Louis Armstrong Big Band and featuring some members of that group who had also been part of the Louis Russell Band in the previous decade. Those were done in uh, March of 1937. All these done for Vocalion. And we heard uh, four tunes. We heard uh, One Hour Mama, Harlem Susie Q, 
Give It to Him and Got the Blues So Bad. The first three tunes obviously had some arrangements to it. Maybe they were ones that she had been performing with Armstrong. I don't know, some written-out sax parts and things like that. Obviously, uh, some fairly uh, complicated uh, background parts. The last one, Got the Blues So Bad, was much more of a jam session type of feeling. And we heard on those recordings with Victoria Spivey, Henry Red Allen on trumpet, Albert Nicholas on clarinet, Charlie Holmes on alto sax, someone on tenor sax, possibly Bingy Madison, Louis Russell on piano, and Pops Foster really driving the whole thing along with the bass. There were no drums. I don't, I couldn't hear a guitar on there either, so it was really all about Pops doing the, the, the rhythm section down below, and that was something that he was well noted for. Stuck in another tune at the end of uh, that session, we uh, did one called Time Ain't Long, and this was done from her last session for Vocalion before she went into kind of an enforced retirement. She uh, stopped performing in the late 1940s. She really didn't record much, if at all, after 1937. I think in the World War II and post-war years she did a couple of recording sessions, but mostly she spent the 1950s as a church organist in Brooklyn. She was a good keyboard player herself. And uh, she was brought out of retirement in 1960 um, or so, a little bit uh, later, in, or later in the 50s, I should say, 59, and she started making recordings uh, at the behest of a blues collector named Len Kunstadt, who became her domestic partner for a while. Uh, interesting uh, sequence of events there. And she demonstrated quite a business acumen. She founded her own record label called Spivey Records and recorded uh, things for that. She reissued earlier recordings. She brought some other blues performers like Bucker White into the studio and had him record. And she also was instrumental in bringing some of the remaining blues singers of the 20s out of retirement. Alberta Hunter was one, Lucille Hegeman was another, and Sippy Wallace too. And uh, they recorded for her label and they also all recorded uh, for Riverside for Chris Albertson. That was a podcast we did a while back on that called The Songs We Taught Your Mother, and we featured some of those recordings. So as I mentioned, this last recording date from July uh, 21st of 1937 for Vocalion featured a reed player, a very fine reed player named Bill Owsley, who recorded with uh, Tampa Red and Big Bill Brunsey. He played clarinet and tenor, and on the recording we heard, Time Ain't Long, he went back and forth, um, depending on the verses, and he did a tenor sax solo. Fred Williams was on drums, and a woman named Aletha Robinson was on piano. She was actually Aletha Dickerson, who uh, had been uh, the, the, the secretary for Paramount Records in the 1920s. She worked very closely with Mayo Williams and uh, was a talent scout, and she transcribed blues songs and things like that. And when he left uh, Paramount, she became the primary uh, talent uh, director and uh, studio director for um, uh, recordings made during that period. And then a little bit later, when they moved the operation to Grafton, Wisconsin, from Chicago. And she was married to a fellow uh, named Alex Robinson, who was a songwriter and piano player, and together they mar managed the Hokum Boys. And so she was obviously still working and publishing and performing in the, in the 1930s as well. So we're going to hear one more tune from uh, that date, and then we're going to hear two tunes from her prior date. So uh, from the same uh, July 21st, 1937 session, we're going to hear Don't Love No Married Man, a uh, nice blues lament uh, featuring that same group. And then we're going to go back and hear two tunes uh, that she did in uh, earlier in July, July 8th of 1937. And these feature Mr. Sheiks uh, on trumpet. He's uh, sort of a shadowy figure uh, in the 1930s. People have uh, speculated that his uh, identity was all sorts of different things. It was probably uh, a man named... 
Albert Bell, uh, who was a cornet player in that time, but sometimes people have thought it was Lee Collins, it might have been Kinshi Kalar from uh, New Orleans, but uh, Alfred, actually Alfred Bell uh, is a, probably a better idea. And with him, we have Aletha Robinson again, and probably Fred Williams again on drums, all backing Victoria Spivey. The two tunes we're going to hear are Downhill Pull, and from 1 to 12, which was a version of the African-American toasting tune, The Dirty Dozens, uh, cleaned up quite a bit uh, for release on Vocalion Records. So those will be our three tunes for this next session coming up. We have Time Ain't Long, Downhill Pull, and From 1 to 12, a.k.a. The Dirty Dozens. And these are all featuring Victoria Spivey. So I hope you've enjoyed this Victoria Spivey program. Often we hear her recordings from the 20s. She had a very incisive voice, as you'll uh, doubtless agree. Uh, she probably could be heard in the back of the hall if she was in a, in, in a big theater. But she also wrote a lot of her own material. Many of the songs we've heard today were her own compositions. And she was really apart from the 1920s blues singers because of that. Most of them, with the exception of Ma Rainey and maybe Ida Cox, didn't write a lot of their material, and they tended to be more stage-oriented, whether it was the minstrel or tent show stage or the vaudeville stage or whatever. Victoria Spivey came up a little bit later, and she was singing in sort of the, the, the backroom clubs of, of Texas in the 1920s before she was brought to first St. Louis and then Chicago to begin making recordings for OK Records. And so these are her next stage recordings. Sometime we may do some more uh, on her recordings from her later period as well. So you've been listening to WETF, the jazz station in South Bend, Indiana, and this is the Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark. Hope you continue to make a habit of tuning in to listen to our program, see what we've been up to. We have a whole lot of, uh, I think, interesting jazz coming up from all different periods. So thank you very much, and enjoy Victoria Spivey. <laughs>
tell him he's got you in a fix. When you tell him he's got you in a fix, he'll tell you that's all right, Mama. Didn't you get your kick? Yes, I got a married man. They call him Two Time and Dan. I got a married man. They call him Two Time and Dan. I can't get him when I want him. I have to take him when I can.
hit me in my face. Number two was a tramp, beat me out of my place. Number three was a freak, stole my hundred father dime. Number four was a hound that gambled all the time. Now I'm tired. Girls, we don't need no men. We don't need 